Hello, everyone. I'm so glad to have this opportunity to be with you today. Uh, you know, the Apostle Paul had written to Timothy and he had said to him that he should preach the word in season and out of season. And so it's very important for us to realize that the one thing that God requires of us to do at all times is to preach the word. And there's something really profound about this that is so obvious that perhaps we would overlook it. And maybe we could go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 to get a glimpse of this. Uh, verse number 13 says, For this reason we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. So we are then to preach the word of God, not the word of men, not man's interpretation of the scripture, not denominational interpretation of the scripture, but the word of God itself. And the intriguing thing to think about with this is when God gave us his word, that which he wanted us to preach, where did he start? Where did he choose to begin in that revelation to us? And was the choice that he made a random one? was it quite deliberate? Well, obviously, we would know that God does nothing randomly. This was a deliberate and intentional choice to begin where he did in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So what is it then that God wants us to know from this very simple statement? And what he wants us to know can only really be found out if we were to then compare scripture with scripture to find God's own commentary on his opening statement that begins his revelation to us. And it's so worth understanding that scripture will always interpret itself. We don't have to think about what does this scripture mean? What is it saying to us? The scriptures interpret themselves as we compare scripture with scripture. So as we compare Genesis 1.1 with John 1.1, this is exactly what we find. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made. And we can add some additional commentary to this from Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 9. And to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Christ Jesus. And again, further commentary in Hebrews chapter 1. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son. whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, literally the ages. Well, we can see then that in the beginning, God created. And the word God here is that Hebrew word Elohim, which is a plural word, meaning more than one. And from John, we see that the word being with God and the word was also God. And we know, of course, as we look into John chapter 1, verse 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. Well, the word is the Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, the word literally is the breath of God, God's spirit. So in beginning then, 
The indivisible Trinity created the heavens and the earth. And through John, we see that the emphasis is on Jesus the Christ, without whom nothing was made that was made. And then Ephesians 3.9 has given us further commentary on this and has introduced to us the phrase, all things. And then in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2, we are told that God's Son, the same word, main flesh, who created all things, is also heir of all things. And of course, this word heir has to do with an inheritance. And so an intriguing thought then, the one who has created all things is also the one who is to inherit all things. So when we think about that phrasing then, all things, what are we talking about? Are we talking about the heavens and the earth created in beginning? Or is there something more that we need to know? Well, of course, we don't need to guess as the scripture tells us as we compare scripture with scripture. Colossians chapter 1, beginning verse 16. For by him, the Lord Jesus Christ, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. So according to verse 16 then, all things were created by him, the Lord Jesus, and these things exactly as we see from John chapter 1 verse 3 and Ephesians chapter 3 verse number 9. But what Colossians tells us is that these all things is not referring to the heavens and the earth of themselves as it talks about the all things that are created in heaven and created on the earth. And what these things are that were created in heaven and on earth is clearly stated. Thrones, dominions, principalities, powers, which are said to be both visible and invisible. Literally that which can be seen with the natural eye and that which can't. And notice the words themselves. Thrones, dominions, principalities, powers. These are all words that speak of rulership, words which speak of governance. And so then, there is visible rulership that we can see with our natural eye. Monarchs, presidents, parliaments, military dictators. And all of these, of course, are on the earth. And then there is invisible rulership, which we can't see with the natural eye, that are in heaven. And we are told that all things, visible and invisible rulership, were created through him and for him, just as we've seen in John and Ephesians and in Hebrews. So when the scripture uses this word heaven in relation to the earth and rulership, what is this word referring to? Is it the sky that we see when we look up? Is it the third heaven from where God rules the universe? Or are we dealing with something else? Well, clearly it's not the sky because we can see that with our natural eye. Whereas the heavens where rulership is found is said to be invisible. And nor can it be the third heaven from where God rules the universe. 
because that of necessity would have been in existence before God created the heavens and the earth. So we are talking then about an invisible realm called the heavens that has an exclusive association with the earth for the purpose of rulership. And we can find this very clearly stated for us in Daniel chapter 4 verse 26. The heavens do rule. And then we are told about this invisible rulership from the heavens in Ephesians 6.12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And again, notice the words used here, principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this age. This is a spiritual host, angels, and they are to be found in heavenly places, in the invisible heavens associated with the rulership of the earth. But let's just backtrack a little bit for a minute. In beginning then, when God through and by the word created the heavens and the earth, he also set in place the governance of the earth. And this was not an afterthought, as we've seen from the verses we've looked at, but the primary thought. The earth was created to be ruled from the heavens. And according to what we've seen in Colossians and Hebrews, it is the Christ who is to do this. Now, again, just think for a moment. As we look back to that very first verse in all of Scripture and all the things we've now seen related to that verse, which explain what goes on as God presents that to us. Why is it that God wants us to know about the rulership of the earth as the very first thing in his revelation to us? Why does he want us to be aware that rulership was the primary thought that he had when he created the heavens and the earth? Why does he want us to know that it is the Lord Jesus to rule over everything the one who created all these things in the first place. And if the Lord Jesus is to rule in this way, which of course he is, then we have to ask ourselves another question, don't we? If the heavens and the earth were created by Christ with the intent that he would rule the earth from the heavens, which we've seen from the scripture to be absolutely true, then why do we now have a spiritual host of wickedness, these angels in the heavenly places, almost 6,000 years on from the creation of the heavens and the earth who are ruling the, a, this age of spiritual darkness? Well, that's such a significant and important question. And of course, if the Lord is willing, next time we'll come back and answer it. Thank you for listening.